Hello everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in this week. We are down to four couples and when the end of the journey is no longer a dot in the distance, things get real. You learn who's in it for love, who's faking it, and who wants it more than anyone else. In this episode, some guy in Austin and I continue to tackle some of the greatest questions surrounding this show. For example, is the Bottle Ranch Motel haunted? Did the couple getting married in the chapel actually know each other? Is Rudy going to get fed up with Matt and leave? And are Chris and Bree really in love? Was Jamie's last relationship with her 2017 senior prom date? We don't know. In a nutshell, we try and divulge which of these jokers is listening to their heart. Hey everyone, I'm Lindsay and welcome to the I Hate Green Beans podcast. During each episode, I'll be discussing television, movies, music, and books with friends who love pop culture as much as I do. For those of you wondering, yes, we will be talking about the Bachelor franchise. And no, I do not want to try your grandmother's famous green bean casserole recipe. But thanks for offering. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. It's episode 168 of the I Hate Green Beans podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Ray. I'm here with some guy in Austin. And we are going to talk Listen to Your Heart semifinals, which a lot of things happen. People listen to their heart. They listen to their loins. They didn't really listen to what was coming out of their mouths, but it's okay. It's a reality show. We're figuring it out as we go. Yeah, I think that um, this week was interesting in that we got to see um, some of the like childish sides of some of the the, the um, and I don't mean like the brat sides because like um, what's her face is twenty one. She's always a child. Mm-hmm. Um, but like Natasha loosened up a little bit, much to her. Um, I guess not to her benefit, um, but I think the tour bus is really threw everybody for sort of a loop. And it was kind of nice to see everyone excited. <laughs> what was funny is they kept saying Chris Harrison walks in and he says, hey, we're going to Vegas and everybody gets their own tour bus. Each couple gets their own tour bus. Mm-hmm. And they all said, oh, so much fun. We need this time, this alone time together. And Laura said, what are they doing in the mansion all day long? Are they not together all day? Well, well, not just that, but um, I've noticed that, you know, like w- when the Bachelorette or Bachelor is filming, uh, Harrison just walks in and everyone's already assembled. You know, yeah. it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like the pep rally or or the, the where the principal is going to come in and address everybody like that's somebody else's job to get everyone in the auditorium and quiet and all that. Um, but here, Harrison's actually got to come yodeling through the house. Have you noticed that? Yeah, he's gonna scream and yell. Like, what? Why are they so uh, spread out? You know, why aren't they? Why, yeah, why aren't they assembled uh, prior to Harrison arriving? It's just, it's so disheartening this season. <laughs> They're working with a skeletal crew, is what it has to be. There just Apparently. can't be that many people there. But for Harrison to have to really go through the halls and say, "Hey, come on." Yeah. Well, and he doesn't have any sort of. He doesn't have a champagne flute and a, a butter knife. Maybe Mm-mm. he sh- should try that. <laughs> Um, that's like Pavlov's dog. I mean, the entire population is trained to pay attention when he comes skirting through the mansion with that thing. (laughs) Maybe he will. You never know. I liked the tour bus part because we got to see the different personalities of each of the couples. For example, Mm -hmm. on Chris and Bree's tour bus, they're taking super cute Polaroid pictures for their scrapbook that tells their children this is the second week we knew each other isn't this fun 
And there's a lot of canoodling going on, too. Oh, yeah. They went straight to that back bed. Then we have Jamie and Trevor, who also went back straight to the bed, but he has written her an original song, so Mm -hmm. he had to sing that to her as they're moving along down four hours away, four and a half hours away. Then uh, Natasha pounces on Ryan Mayer. I think that's an accurate term to use. Um, Yeah, but I just, I'm not really sure why. Um, Because she's trying to make it look like they love each other. Yeah, that's fair. But did you notice that up to the lead up, like the first maybe 20 minutes of the show, they didn't even say a word. Nope. Mm -mm. They had nothing constructive to say. And everyone else is like, we're in love. And we're (laughs) and and of course, um, Jamie is um, head over heels. Mm -hmm. And um, and then Rudy, what's that guy's name? Matt. 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 Mm -hmm. Yeah. He looked terrified. He did. (laughs) And that's what was so sad about their their drive. Everybody else is on the bed and they're on the bench by the little kitchenette. Yeah, he knew what was coming and Mm -hmm. he didn't want to deal with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he he knew the ILY was coming his way (laughs) and he had no desire to respond to it, to Mm -hmm. acknowledge it. He looked, um, he had a thousand yard stare going most of the time when she was, uh, uh, talking in his ear and talking about how excited she was. I almost felt a little, well, actually I did feel a little bad for her because she was, she was all in and he was terrified. What is a thousand yard stare? Um, you know, like you're staring, like, like a deer in headlights type of thing. Oh. Like you're just staring in one direction. Just staring rather than engaging with the person exactly. who's blowing sweet nothings into your ear. Right. Got and it. Being, I'm so excited we're together. Look at our tour bus. And he's just like, <laughs> oh man, oh boy. But, <laughs> to be to to be fair to him, I really think because this is this is the part of the show where they get into Rudy telling the camera, I really like him. I think he's great. I think we have magic on stage and I think there's something there. I think we could be something big. And then you have Matt going, She's great, she's funny, she's smoking. I just don't know if it's there. And I think he's bummed out about that. I think he would like for there to be something there, but there just isn't. Totally agree. So then um, they go to some... He does have some walls up, though. It's not all yeah. her fault. You know? he, um, but he's, see, he's a little gun shy. He did say that, and I even think that's an excuse. I don't think Matt is gun shy. I think, because Matt wasn't gun shy on night one with her. I think he is, that's what he says. I have all these walls up, and it's hard for me to trust people. It's hard for me to be vulnerable. That's, a, that's an easy way out for anybody to say that instead of, well, I don't like you that way. Maybe he's listening to his heart. Let's see why we can (laughs) He could be. Because for some reason, they get off their bus and go to some sort of beer bottle graveyard. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And and somewhere, nowhere, California. But um, I I think I figured that out, though. Oh, tell me. Because I had no idea what was going on. Because I think that their their story had to be told, right? They were clearly not ready Mm. to spend the night together. and all other three couples were probably sleeping in the same bedroom. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the suite at the Nomad only had three bedrooms. <laughs> so problem solved. Pull over, sixty nine ninety nine for some creepy guy <laughs> to let you in a musty old haunted you know, haunted hotel room and. Um, you know, I, okay. I were there, I would have slept on the tour bus That's for God's what sake. I said. Yeah, you did know you hear when, when he goes, uh, the bathrooms in the shower mm-mm, are down mm-mm, here? Mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> I mean, come on. Mm-mm. Yeah, go back to the bus. That's what I said. Just <laughs> yeah. go back to the bus, drive through the night. I know we're only an hour and a half away, but 
drive through tonight and we'll sleep in the parking lot. That, exactly. No way, ho, zay. No way. Anyway, what I thought was funny, too, is the rest of the couples are saying, I wonder where Matt and Rudy are. Where are Matt and Rudy? Why aren't they back yet? And they didn't come back until the next morning, which Rudy scuttles over to Jamie and, and she says, oh, it was a really good night. I thought it was great. We had Some walls came down and I think I could I could just say I love him. And Jamie says, you should do it. Tell him you will be <laughs> you will be regretted if you don't. And then it. Ryan, Ryan Mayer and Matt are talking. He's going, man, I just don't know. I don't know if it's there. And I thought, oh, that's sad. Well, the the funniest part is you could tell that that was a okay. It's time for you guys to have a conversation on the couch about this. Mm-hmm. And and he, you know, go and they turned the camera on and he was so uncomfortable. And the funniest was he's kind of waving his arms like he's exasperated. And he goes, you know, and that and that's where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> like like okay. <laughs> Looked at the camera and gone, are you happy now? Turn <laughs> the <damn> thing off. <laughs> <sighs> so then Where's we, my guitar? <laughs> I need to play through some feelings. So then we have four different romantic dates, is what Chris Harrison called them, which I think is a questionable description at this point, having seen mm-hmm. all four dates. I'm going to have you rank them after we talk about each of the dates. The first being Chris and Bree who go to the Little White Wedding Chapel and sing for another couple, random stranger couple, is getting married and they sing Stand By Me. And she's wearing a white dress. I just thought I'd point right. that out. Biggest faux pas ever oh. in the history of weddings, mm. wearing a white dress. Mm-hmm. Even though you've got, you know, 65-year-olds getting married. Right. Uh, I think she had a blue dress on. She did. Um, which again made it's no fine. sense. It's Vegas, whatever. Yeah, you do whatever. What you... Yeah. I wanted Elvis to marry him, but that didn't happen. I yeah. guess that I guess the Little White Chapel is a little too professional and swanky for Elvis. What are the odds that those people actually knew each other who were getting married? <laughs> it's probably like the aunt, the uncle of some staff member. <laughs> like uh, we need some extras right now. And then the creepy old lady who ran the place was. Yeah. Um, that reminded me of that, like the the voodoo date. Remember when they had that yep, creepy lady the... with the chicken <laughs> claws or whatever? I'm like, this lady could be in Louisiana with uh, what was the one with the vagine and the other. The, what was her name? Taylor. She, le- she left the the Trinidad Trinidad yeah, Tobago. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. She left her in the middle of the forest. <laughs> she found her way out though, because she yeah. came to that date. About 150 oh, yards. Gosh. <laughs> yeah. That was a thousand years ago. Good times. Good times. Yeah. I looked up the number one wedding song from the year you were born. Would you like yeah. to know what that is? I have no idea. Yeah, Give I wouldn't me. think you would. Uh, it's You Are the Sunshine of My Life. Who sings that? Stevie I Wonder. No, all right. I'm not a big Stevie Wonder fan. Never was. Mm-hmm. Mine is This Will Be. I don't know who the sings that. The E-Harmony theme song. <laughs> <laughs> God. What Boy, was your ir- song at your wedding? Be, irony can be pretty ironic sometimes. Oh, yeah. What'd you say? What was your song at your wedding? A Waltz Across Texas, Ernest Tubb. But that's what y'all danced to, right? Yeah. The first song that y'all danced to. Do you remember the, the closing song? Nope. Looking for Love, Johnny oh. Lee. Oh, Speaking of first dances, I have a list of Bride Magazine's top 30 
classic first dance songs. Oh, boy. Can bet, you guess five? I bet you I can. Okay. Um, let's see. I'm going to go with that Etta James song, At Last. Yes, number two. <laughs> oh, that's number two? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't know uh, if they were in order. It's the second one on the list. Um, let's see. Um Hold on, I'll I'll get a rhythm here once I get so so I, I'm gonna go is is our new ones like I think that perfect song that um, uh, Natasha and John mm-hmm. Mayer screwed up I think mm-hmm. that's got to be on the list. It is, yes. It, it is okay. Mm-hmm. Which I uh, don't so consider two. that a classic. No, that's what I'm saying. So so I, I if think if you go um, down a classic path, I bet you'll get some. Um, any Sinatra? Yes. Okay. Um, Witchcraft. <laughs> no. Uh, I'm going to go with That's How Strong My Love Is by Otis Redding. That's got to be one. No. No? Uh, the Way You Look Tonight would be a sense. Yes. Frank yes, okay. So there that's, is uh, an have, Otis uh, song on there. There is an Otis one on there. Uh, it's not sitting on the dock of the bay. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's How Strong My Love Is is a great Otis Redding song. I that's can't believe wonderful. It, no. It's not on the list. Like unforgettable by Natalie. Yes. Okay, see? that's a good. Um, that's four. Golly. Right. Um, yep. The oh. only other one that comes to mind, it's not really a classic, would be that Eric Clapton like um, w- "Wonderful Tonight." Yes, it's on there. Oh, there you go. Five. See? I got five. That's okay. a first dance song. You look wonderful tonight, of course. All right, let me. Okay, so I got that. Let, let me blow through them. Let me blow through them real quick. These are me... all going to make sense. I'm going to be mad at myself too. <laughs> All of Me by John Legend. Can't help falling in love. Can't take my eyes off you. Oh, yeah, Valley. Okay. Come away with me, Nora Jones. Oh, boring. You got Nora Jones. Good Lord. <laughs> Crazy Love by Van Morrison. Yeah, that's a good song. Endless Love. Oh, that's boy. I tell you, if I ever heard that at a wedding, I think I'd puke. <laughs> that's, that's too much. <laughs> Fly Me to the Moon. Okay, I get. Is that the yeah. one I got? Which one did I get? No. The way you look tonight, right. I got. Yeah. Okay. God only knows. Who sings that? The Beach Boys. No, I don't, I don't like the Beach Boys. Okay. Have I told you lately that That's I love Rod, you? Rod Stewart. Mm-hmm. Okay. Heaven, Brian Adams. Oh my God, that's that's a first song. Yeah. Uh, How sweet it is, James Taylor. Oh. I don't yep. want to miss a thing, Aerosmith. Yeah. Mm. Yep. I just called to say I love you. Another Stevie that's, Wonder. That's a dumb first dance song. I will always love you. Yeah, Dolly Parton mm-hmm. or Whitney Houston. Whitney. In your mm. eyes, Peter Gabriel. Yeah, there you go. That's but that's like forty minutes long. I mean, you have to <laughs> you have to truncate that. They a little would. Bit. They would. L O V E by Nat King Cole. That's mm-hmm. a fun one. To make you feel my love, Adele. Way too slow. And, of course, Marry Me by the band Train. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> Always comes up. Um, somewhere Over the Rainbow. I don't I don't stand no. by that. Um, no. These Arms of Mine. That was the oldest yeah. one. Unchained Melody was on a lot of lists. Well, you know why? Because Ghost ruined that for everybody. <laughs> it didn't ruin it. It catapulted <laughs> it, my friend. What a Wonderful World. You Louis are Armstrong, yeah. yep. You are so beautiful by Joe, Joe. Cocker, and yeah. then your song by Elton John. 
Uh, Walls Across Texas is not on there. It's huh? not. Well, no. It just says, shows how original I am. I, it's very true. I'm going to write into Brides Magazine right now and tell them, <laughs> hey. So there they are. They're singing at a chapel. That's um, one thing that they did. Then we have Matt and Rudy, who essentially get to go on a second date, and they get to go see Shaggy sing at a club in Vegas. Thoughts? Well, let, first of all, I think characterizing that as a club is an incredibly <laughs> generous characterization. That was more like a, mm. a sidebar, okay. you know, like, like mm-hmm. a like a what place you'd stop off and get like a hurricane before you walk to the next <laughs> bar. Um, and I, I couldn't tell you for the life of me what Shaggy rapped or sang or whatever, mm-hmm. but it's good to know he's still getting gigs. I'm hey. sure that, you know, that pays his bills. Um, but again, poor Matt has to, you know, being the 32 year old has to act like he knows all the words mm. to the song. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't me. Did, right. Mm-hmm. right. And, and he did get an opportunity, which by the way, is a very romantic <laughs> song. <laughs> <laughs> if anything says romance, it's Shaggy's. It wasn't me. Um, and he gets an opportunity to get on stage and prove his chops. Uh, true or false, was Rudy born when the song came out? Um, Rudy is 24. <laughs> I would say that's pretty close. What year did that song come out? 1999. There you go. So, so it's very born. close. She was, you know, she was a toddler in diapers, but she was born. That would be the year that uh, Jamie was born, however. Mm, mm-hmm, oh. mm-hmm. Yes. Matt would have been a strapping young 10-year-old when the song came out. So he must have had parents who trusted him to love all music styles. Right. Therefore, he could fumble his way through the ultimate cheating song, It Wasn't Me. Nice. Did Shaggy, um, well, not only cheating, but lying about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Over and over, he's got a very um, uh, reggae, mm-hmm. yeah, a very um, uh, signature voice. Yes. You know, like you definitely know it's him, but I can't think of anything that. Well, let me tell you, he was on the live version of the Little Mermaid on television as Sebastian the Crab. <laughs> All right, good. You know what? Good. Like I said, Shaggy's still. So I'm Get saying gigs. relevant, relevant. Yeah, weed, weed money over there in uh, Jamaica. Good for Shaggy. <laughs> Um, and, uh, you know, I, who's next week? Like the, the, the Macarena, is that what, <laughs> who, who sang that? I don't, I don't know. Remember. Los Del Rio or yes. Los Del something or other sang that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or who let the dogs out? That's the same thing. <laughs> it's so romantic when they barked, who let the dogs out? I just, I couldn't keep my eyes off Matt and the, the. <laughs> Baja man, for singing. is that who sings that? The Baja man. Isn't Shaggy the... is the new air supply. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with much, much with about forty less hits. To... <laughs> How has he been on ABC twice in one year? That is, he's working it. He's what turning was the first into time? Pitbull. He, he was on, on Little Mermaid. Yeah, was that? That was on ABC. Yeah, they did a live version. It was awful. Um, he did an okay job because the crab is Jamaican yeah. in, in the movie. So he did a fine job, but mm, it was not Very good. Nice. Mm, it was unfortunate, much like Rudy and Matt's conversation after the Shaggy Ooh, That was un- uncomfortable. Oh. Let, me, let me just tell you really quickly, Rudy has decided, you know what? I'm just going to go for it and tell him how I feel. She chooses the phrase, 
Um, yeah, I'm into you. I, I think I'm falling for you. And, yeah. and this is his response. Mm-hmm. I have it verbatim. Here we go. Okay, ready? Because it's going to be 10 seconds of silence before you say anything. Go ahead. <laughs> we'll just forego still, the still awkward. Ten- yeah, yeah. It's still silent. He's still looking at her. And then he says, You're very as, courageous to speak your truth. I as appreciate it. Tears start it. falling down her eyes. <laughs> he goes, I appreciate it. So. <laughs> yeah. And then she sort of gets um, choked up. And uh, her and her romper stand up. and uh, <laughs> She goes to her handler and yes. wonders aloud why nobody likes her that way. And the best part is he picks up his glass of red wine, crosses his <laughs> legs, leans back, and takes a sip. Yeah. So, I thought that was incredible. Look, he clearly has some kind of emotional block because I don't think he's, I don't think he's a jerk. No, but that was he clearly was an uncomfortable situation. Yes. Sure, I mean, he didn't know how to handle it. You could tell. I mean, body language and all, he was right. so uncomfortable. Right, uh, and, with and that. he kept saying, "If I don't feel it, I'm not going to say it." And I applaud that, Matt. Don't you dare say it. Don't lie. Don't lead the girl on, but don't say nothing. No, but, <laughs> say yeah, something said, nice. I know, I know. But w- when he did his like in the moment, he goes, this is just such an awkward situation for me. I'm a little overwhelmed, but I, you know, I really feel badly because I don't want to hurt her feelings. And I thought, say why that. didn't you just say that? <laughs> yes. You know, why didn't you just look her in the face and say exactly what you just told the, the camera? And so, that would have made her feel a hundred times better. Better than... So yeah, well, that's like like a uh, Lumberg in uh, in <laughs> Office Space. I'm gonna need you to come in on uh, Saturday, <laughs> right? Okay. <laughs> so that was very sad and awkward and uncomfortable, and I felt bad. And then we have Natasha and Ryan, who we join mid date. We don't get to know what they're doing other than crunching a bunch of cars with uh, heavy machinery, and then they sit on dirt and drink champagne. Literally well, nothing t- else happened. Well, I'll tell you what that was, and it, and it was a missed opportunity, although it was a branding opportunity because they showed the the name of the place. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a Mark Cuban Shark Tank investment. And uh, the whole thing is you go to a construction site outside of Vegas, and you get to operate heavy machinery and crash stuff up. You pay like a couple hundred bucks. But Mark Mark Cuban bought into mm-hmm. that one. And he's uh, – I'll give Cuban credit because he's given – he's done a good job promoting it. Do you watch the show Billions? No. Okay. So a few weeks ago – I watched Billions. But a few weeks ago, it was on Billions. They, they had a scene, same type of thing where they just cut to it and they're smashing things with the logo in the background. So mm. We also have Jamie and Trevor – they went ice skating yeah. around and he did a very good job because he used to play hockey and he was very excited to be in his element. And he even picks her up and cradles her and skates her around. And mm-hmm. he and then they go to the place where the ABC intern has laid a lovely carpet and a, somehow he got a couch out there and a coffee table and mm-hmm. puffy pillows and fuzzy blankets. And in, that's, the, in the T-Mobile Center, yeah, right in the middle mm-hmm, of the ice. Yeah. Yes. And that's when Trevor tells Jamie, who is prepared to say, I love you. He tells her, hey, I don't say the L word because it is sacred. He cut it off at the past, didn't yes, he? Yes, he did. He knew it. He just like Matt, he knew it was coming, but he, he had the wherewithal to strike first. But then later, but he then says, later. as he's crying, according to Jamie... 
I think I'm falling in love with you. And she screams no, like see, a this, banshee. This is the brilliance of tell what me, Trevor did. Tell now, me the brilliance. Now, look, it, it is temporary brilliance because he's going to pay for this later. Trust me. Sure. She's going to be like, but you said back at the T-Mobile arena and he's going to be like, <laughs> oh, man. So she's looking for any sort of validation, right? She's all bubbly and excited and she's going to tell him she loves her, loves him. And then he 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 blocks her sort of and says, look, I only say that when I really, really mean it. Mm-hmm. I only say the L word. Now, pay attention to what he said. I only say the L word when I really mean it. Yes. So then – he thinks, well, okay, maybe that's enough to sort of kick the can down the road. But no, she blurts it out. I'm falling in love with you. And the funniest part to me, first of all, being male and having been in situations like that in my life, he thinks within a matter of – it's it's sort of like – um you know, like when, when you're almost in a car wreck and everything slows down and your whole life just flashes before your, your, your eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing. She says – I'm falling in love with you. And in the span of the three seconds it took him to split the difference between I love you and I don't love you and say, I think I might sort of be falling for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so he split the baby. He's ah. thinking, he's thinking, oh my God, this is going to screw up the performance. I don't yeah. need her to cry on yeah. me. Yeah. Like that yeah. whole yeah. thing yeah. went through, like the whole scenario of what yep. if I tell her what I really think went through her head, through his head. And he split the baby and said, I think I might be falling for you. And of course that did the trick because she squeals like a little girl mm. and jumps up and down and problem solved. Right. It was oh. it 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 really did turn her around on the performance because she yeah. she didn't cry, she didn't get as nervous. She she was just a new person because he had said right. that and she believed him. Right. Now granted, now look what he didn't do. He didn't say the L word, right? No. But but she heard the L word mm-hmm. in what he said. Um mm. she implied it. Um, so anyway, trust me, that's going to come back to haunt him later. Now, do I think they're going to make it as a couple? I think they stayed, well, I think they stay together after the show. I think, I think they make it through whatever the final is. I don't, I don't think they're going to break up next week. Oh, I don't either. Yeah. They're going to, they're going to stick around and do some publicity afterwards, whether they win or lose. Sure. They, they have to open for whoever wins. (laughs) (laughs) They, They do. My other favorite part was whenever Jamie said, I just, I've never felt this way. And I thought, well, right. Your last relationship yeah. was the promposal that the guy did right. in her front yard with a pizza. That's right. Mm, mm. She goes, I haven't hard. felt this. She goes, I haven't felt this way in years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. in 21 years. Oh, she's going to fall hard. Yeah. That poor, poor <sighs> thing. If you had to rank the dates least to worst, all four dates of this episode, how would you rank them? So first I would go with the, the Natasha and Ryan date because I would like to smash, smash. some things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then then second, I would go with the Shaggy date just because why not, you okay. know? <laughs> and th- then I would go with the um, T-Mobile Arena date, okay. you know, ice skating. Ice because skating. That, that seemed fun enough. Uh, and then the finally, <laughs> uh, the last thing I'd want to do is attend some stranger's third wedding. <laughs> and sing to them. <laughs> While they stare awkwardly at each other waiting yeah. for you to finish. Awesome. Like, uh, why did we agree to this? So it's only 79 bucks to get married here. <laughs> ABC put an <laughs> annulment in that contract form yeah. too. <laughs> All right. Then it's time to go and perform. Again, Harrison says, bigger venue, 
bigger crowds, better celebrity guests, which mm-hmm. was a question mark for that one because the celebrity guests are Evan, Drum roll, Ross, please. <laughs> Evan Ross and Ashley Simpson. That is Jessica okay. Simpson's sister, and she's married to Evan Ross. I, I've never heard of him. Don't know who he was. He looked like a woman to me at first, and I thought, well, who is this? And then apparently they're married? Yeah, it was it was an odd choice. Then we have Ari and what's her name? Lauren. Lauren. They Lauren, come out. Yeah. Did you hear the booze from some of the audience members? Um, I did. And um, I'm not really sure why they're booing him at this point. What's the problem? He's horrible. Then we had Pat Monahan from where? The band train. The band train. <laughs> I would just like to take a moment to shout out to the 5,000 people who messaged me on all my social medias and all they wrote was, it's the band train. And I thought, <laughs> yes, you people get me and they get you. So yeah. that did you is know, so Did nice. you notice here? Did you know? Well, that is nice to acknowledge the band train. But did you notice he introduced them as the supergroup train? Oh, I did not. <laughs> yeah. Now, to me, the definition of a supergroup means that it's it's an amalgamation of different well-known mm, kind of aficionados yes. of their instruments from other well-known bands. Sure. And I might have to educate myself more, but I'm not sure that that's the case with the uh, band train. Mm-hmm. I don't uh, know either. So maybe it's a soup. Maybe it's super group is two words in that sentence. It's sure. super group train. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> super group with capital S. Mm-hmm. And one. Anyway, I'll get back to you on that next week. I got to do some research. Please do. Please do. <laughs> the first people up were Chris and Bree. They sang Can't Help Falling in Love by Elvis Presley. And I thought it was fine. Just fine. That's their song. In mm. Guitar Center, we mm. were sort of singing that song when we looked at each other. Uh, how did you feel about Chris and Bree staring at each other the entire time, never turning to the audience or the judges. They just sang to each other. Well, based on prior feedback from <clears throat> celebrity judges, yeah, I get uh, it. that seems to work. And so, sharing a uh, microphone seems to work, yeah. yeah. And uh, uh, do you find yourself looking at that differently in the light of the pandemic? <laughs> now I will. Yeah, exactly. It's like, well, you probably shouldn't share that microphone. I could have been to a wet market recently. <laughs> oh, their their song was fine, but I don't yeah, it think was, it was a fi- standard. Fine is not going to win it. I don't think. Well, I have. We're going to talk about that in a minute because I have an opinion on okay. this. But but I I do think that they played it very safe. It was a standard, you know. Same arrangement, same cover, same everything. I mean, they didn't mix it up, which, by the way, uh, two of our people that got sent home, I think that was their big mistake this mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, it was fine. It was, it was, they did what they needed to do to get to the finals. So it worked. Yeah. They, the judges liked it in a generic sort of way, but m- my favorite feedback came from what's her name, Lauren, who said, I just didn't think y'all had any energy. And I thought that is the pot calling the kettle black (laughs) because she has no personality whatsoever. Remember her year, her season? We didn't know who she was or what she did or why she she just was there. The blonde, that other blonde. If I'm not mistaken, there were 14 Laurens that season. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> you remember? Was that the season? Yeah, she had to be one. There was like six or seven oh, Lauren. So many Laurens yeah. that year. Yeah. Next up is Jamie and Trevor. They sing "Just a Kiss" by Lady Antebellum. And as we said, Jamie had a more confident presence on stage. There was also a point where she kind of backed into him with her yeah. butt that I felt a little uncomfortable with. But he quickly spun her around, and then they sang to each other the entire time. It didn't turn forward. I thought that that his voice sounded very similar to the guy who sings whatever that guy's name is. Um, so yeah, it was it was a good cover, and they did a good job. I actually thought Jamie did probably the best she's done. I agree. All the time, and uh, he was he did he was fine. Um, the the comment from Ari is something about being playful in their relationship. Uh, that that made me sick. <laughs> Uh, let me let me correct you really quickly because what Laura and I both heard was Ari saying, um, "I like her good penis," and we both <laughs> went, "What is that? Is this some slang we don't know? Is this a bachelor word that I am unfamiliar with? What is going on?" And then um, our friend Todd, we all kind of virtually watch it together. He said, "No, no, no. he said I like her goofiness." <laughs> Which sounds like good penis. There's a big difference between the, yeah. There's a big difference between those two things. You probably want to sort those out before you go run it down the street. And... Thanks, Todd. All right, then we have yeah. Natasha and Ryan. They sang "Perfect" by Ed Sheeran. I no, need they... you to explain to me what happened because I'm still confused. Was it something with the mic stand? That she no, didn't it, get but, it out there? No, completely poor execution. First of all, that is, I mean, no pun intended, the perfect song for this, Yeah. whatever we're trying to do here, right? Yes, I agree. Um, they, they could have kept the exact same arrangement, yes. everything, and it would have worked. Um, but Ryan flippantly says when they get the song is, ah, it's too boring, we're going to change it up. And I mm-hmm. thought, okay, that's fine, move it around. But they, they made it into like a, you know, just a, a, a cheesy, horrible performance. And then to your point, I think what was supposed to happen was she was supposed to adjust the mic stand for him. Mm-hmm. And she appeared not to be able to do that. And rather than roll with it, she actually took the mic out and yes. handed it to him while he's trying to play guitar. Which makes zero sense. Yeah, and it just went downhill from there. I mean, they, they changed up the arrangement to where it was kind of poppy and you know they they were separate she it was out of her um not out of her it just wasn't in her wheelhouse Mm -mm. so Mm -mm. she didn't sound very good he was trying to play guitar and sing at the same time with the microphone in his tick hand (laughs) which didn't work and then uh the best part was like how after it was over evan ross is that his name yeah the the was visibly angry (laughs) (laughs) dude relax you're going to get, you know, free sushi and some booze in a minute for this whole nonsense. That's what the band train said, too. He said, why did you pick up the guitar? What What are you doing? This is two yeah. separate performances here. Yeah, he goes, uh, I think it was, he was like, dude, why did you start playing guitar? Yeah. What? what? Yeah. Do you think Ryan just is uncomfortable with the slow, sultry, lovey-dovey song and he just wanted to show his guitar talent? No, I think I think two things happen. I think one, I think they got overconfident because they've killed it the first mm. two weeks. And mm. then two, I think they just overthought it. He thought, you know, I'm more clever than the song and yeah. I think they just stuck with a good slow love song and maybe could have 
mix it up a little, but they did too much. They and did. They paid for it. They did. They paid for it. And when Rudy and Matt went last, I knew that it was going to be something good. And they sang Shallow from the movie A Star is Born, Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. And yeah. Um, yeah, you can just be quiet this whole time. I thought it was great. I didn't take any notes because I was sitting on the edge of my seat, just hoping and willing Rudy to hit that note and then hit the really, really big note at the end. And I believe she did. And I believe they sounded phenomenal together. Yeah, I will say that um, I was um, when I heard that, I thought, well, he can do the Bradley Cooper part easy because, you know, it's Bradley Cooper. Mm -hmm. Um, And and then um, which says nothing about. Right. Sure. You know, Bradley Cooper's just not a, he's not a singer, right? right. And so it's, it's a easy range type of thing to sing. And all he's got to be is just sort of the brooding kind of alcoholic guy that he is in the movie, which is fine. Yeah. The Gaga part is really what drives that song and she can really sing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so I was a little worried for Rudy, but I thought they did a great job. She, she did an excellent job and she was very professional in light of being told that she was very courageous for um, telling someone that she loves him that yep. doesn't have any feelings for her. Um, and all the judges praised her. And then the band Train said to Matt, he complimented his guitar talent too, which I don't hear things like that. So I, that was that was something that I was interested in thinking, oh, I need to pay more attention to this guy playing the guitar. Apparently he's really good at it. So I thought yeah. they brought the house down. I thought they did a great job. In your opinion... Who's going to win it? Well, we can tell everybody, of course, Natasha and Ryan Mayer go home. There's, it, yeah. it was obvious. Everybody knew that was going to happen. That's fine. She apologized, which I thought was big of her. And he said, yeah, no sweat. Don't worry about it. So I think he's just going to go off and yep. wait for the phone calls to come in. See you down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see some kind of collaboration. They seem to work together musically, even though there wasn't any romantic thing going on. You know, she's got the best range. I thought he was a talented guy from week one. So yeah. who knows? Maybe maybe we'll look forward to them, um, you know, warming up the crowd as the other couple opens for the winners <laughs> and bachelor tour. Um, but um, so, okay, back to your question. Who I think is going to win? Yeah. I hate to say it, mm. but I think the fix is in. Because I think Bree and Chris are going to win, mm. and I'll tell you why, is because they're truly in love, mm-hmm. and I think that's going to sell just as many tickets as whatever songs they're going to do on this Bachelor tour. So I think they win. I think Rudy and Matt um, come in second, and I think look, that makes a good show. Yeah, it makes sense what you say that they would have Chris and Bree win it because that would mean that the show worked. But Mm -hmm. here's, let me throw this at you. It looks as if next week, the Chris and and Brie bubble, it doesn't necessarily pop, but maybe there's a slow leak in it because she looks like she's frustrated or angry with him at some point. Yep. Maybe, Maybe it's bad editing or clever editing. I don't know. So if they have some little something that shakes them up and then Matt and Rudy have some sort of aha moment where he's saying, because I get what she's saying. When we are on stage, he looks like he's way into me and he's encouraging and he's smiling and there's a connection. There's obviously chemistry and it's all there. So maybe something turns for him after this shallow song and they are more lovey-dovey now so if they end up being lovey-dovey would you put them ahead of chris and brie no 
Mm. Okay. <laughs> so then, the so then but I, Chris and Trevor are allegedly loving each other too. Jamie and Trevor. Jamie Not, and Trevor. Because if Chris and Trevor are <laughs> that's a whole different show. And frankly, I would like to see that finale. That would be the best. It would be the most dramatic. So you think Chris and Bree are yeah. have it? Uh, okay. I, just, I think I think that, like you said, the show has to work, and yeah. they have they they're fine musically. I don't think they're the best, but they're fine, and they're clearly a couple. So okay. I think that that's what has to happen. If you had to choose who was the biggest star of the night, who would you say? Um, you know, so I'd have to I'd have to say that Natasha being 33, and there's nothing wrong with being 33. However, hmm. um, in Hollywood years, that's she might as well be Gwen's age. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so the song that comes to mind would be "Glory Days" by Bruce Springsteen. Oh, <laughs> that's me. I know it's super mean. And look, I she she's the best singer in the bunch. To, to be fair, and I think she'll. She'll get a lounge act somewhere, and it'll say "Star of you know, Tonight Only" in the Shaggy Lounge at whatever. <laughs> Natasha, star of The Bachelor, listen to your hearts. <laughs> Hey, thank y'all for listening. Make sure to check out the show notes for all sorts of fun links, including the songs featured on the show. If you're interested in reading a recap of Listen to Your Heart, head over to IHateGreenBeans.com and click on the recap section. While you're there, you can also sign up for my newsletter. There's all sorts of fun stuff going on over there. You're the first to know certain things. One is coming out soon. And remember, one of the best things you can do to support a podcast is to review the show on iTunes. It would be an honor if you headed over there and let us know your thoughts. Thanks so much. And make sure to follow me on all the socials. You can find me at Lindsay on Twitter and at Lindsay Ray on Instagram and Facebook. And don't forget to check out my real books, Why I Hate Green Beans, and It's a Love Story. You can find them wherever books are sold. Wash your hands, stay safe, until we're together again. Love you, mean it. Texas forever. <laughs>